0: Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. Happy 3rd of July. Probably you are listening to this on the 4th of July, because I'm taping late in the day on the 3rd. I hope everyone is wonderful. I've been working on my uh, edge group, my top 10. For If I haven't told you, I've been doing a, a series of top 10 players at every position. I'm about to turn in my edge guys now. I'm just about finished with that. I'll proofread it when I'm done, done here chatting with you guys. I was just recording my Other podcasts, Dynasty Blueprint, as a a, a dynasty for fantasy. But there's some news today, and unfortunately, as we sit here in the Fourth of July, it's sort of suspension season. Yay! You know, like I told you guys many, many times that when pretty much when minicamp ends, is probably the best your team's gonna look. You know, like there's a lot of bad things that happen from here on out. And any news in July certainly isn't good. <laughs> That's 90% the case. So, what I decided to do... It's going to be sort of a short podcast. I don't, I'm don't—I'm not i not going to have a 4th of July one for you. But we'll, we'll do a Thursday. We'll do Twitter Thursday. And then Friday we'll do something too. Maybe we'll pick another division and do over-under-win stuff. But what I decided to do, and this is also, as much for me as it is for you guys, is I went back and I did a search for... All the suspended players right now in the league. And there's more than you remember. You know, like, the, the first one came in March. So, like, anyone that got suspended December or earlier during last year's, you know, I, I ignored. So, I'm going to go through them chronologically, ending with the biggest news today. And starts with Josh Huff, who's now a Saint. He's two games. Not that big a deal. I mean, some of these guys are going to skim right over. Corey Corey Legit, four games from the Chargers. This happened back on March 23rd. And the Chargers, you know, don't really have a lot on the interior of their defense. I mean, it's a very good defense. Um, I think they've gotten a little bit better up the middle, but they're better, much better on the edges than up the middle. And Legit's a guy they've invested heavily in, and that's, you know, first quarter of the season. So that's kind of big. Josh Morrow... We actually talked about that yesterday. I didn't realize he was suspended when we were having that conversation. Uh, Yesterday, if you missed it, I did a joint venture with the Locked on Giants folks. And speaking of which, I apologize for the uh, not great sound quality. But you kind of realize that that's who I am at this stage. But what really happened was he called me. I I had to call, call in on a line. And I guess where he was was kind of in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, it was just a normal film conversation from my vantage point. But I guess it didn't come across crystal clear. But that was a lot of fun. And it was a good conversation. And we both could have easily went on another half hour. But we both had engagements. We had to hang it up. But we'll get together with them again soon. Um, but I urge you to check it out. And one guy we were talking about was Josh Morrow in that... They're starting to accumulate a little bit of defensive line depth where they can mix guys in and out, and he's good for that, and he's familiar with the system, you know, the Cardinals' defensive system that they're putting in. So check that out, podcast out with Josh Morrow in mind and his four-game suspension. Thomas Davis. This one happened in April. Four games. It's big because, you know, on the outside you look at it and say, well, Shaq Thompson will take his place. And in some f- way, shape, or form, he will. But no team in the league, not only is Davis a really good player, but no team in the league employs three linebackers on the field by design, nearly the percentage that Carolina does. So without Davis out there, that's a blow. It's not just like, boy, we have a surplus, Shaq will fill right in. No, it it changes what they do. Jalen Collins is suspended 10 games. He is currently not with the team. Uh, Mark Sanchez is also no longer with the team. He's, he is four-game suspension. Vontez Perfect, four games for the Bengals. A big one, a very big one. A volatile dude, but a really good football player when he's out there, particularly against the run, a tone setter. You know, I've been raving about this this Bengals defense, and I am excited about it, but that's a big deal. You know, I mean, so far, you, we've named Berf, Perfect, Davis, legit. I mean, these guys are I don't want to say they're pro bowlers, but they're big name, deserved guys that are going to be pretty big losses. right, A couple of these guys that I'm about to name aren't huge names. Kentrell Brothers, the Vikings, he's out four games. Kent Taylor, a tight end for the Panthers, who I've never heard of, to be very honest with you. He's out four games. Caleb Jones, a wide receiver for the Vikings, he's out four games. Vidal Alexander, he's a depth offensive lineman for the Raiders, he's out four games. They just drafted a tackle, life will go on without Vidal Alexander for the first month of the season. Akeem Ayers is a giant, linebacker, a brand name guy, he's out four games. be interesting how he fits in with them. I kind of like Ayers in that... If you don't like him, you're like, well, he's not really an outside linebacker in the 3-4 and he's not really a stack linebacker. If you like him, you're like, well, he can kind of do both and help on special teams. And they are employing a new system like we talked about yesterday and earlier in this show that they want some more versatile pieces. It's not just a stack 4-3 type of look. So Ayers would have some, some value there. He's going to be out the first month. A well-known name is, is Mark Ingram. He's out four games. And the concern there is Kamara's never been a workhorse. And there isn't a guy on the roster now that you think is the obvious guy to spell Kamara. But Kamara's also awesome. And he might just be fine and handle a lot of touches and put up massive numbers. And then Ingram shows up after a month all revved up with, you know, not a lot of wear and tear in his tires and a little bit fresher late in the year. Maybe Kamara won't be because he's never been a workhorse, and he's younger, and he's, you know, second time he's ever played 16 games. So I don't know if that, that kills the Saints, but the Saints do have a very difficult schedule. And what if Kamara gets dinged? You know, then you're really in trouble. Another free agent, Jarrell Freeman. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but he is suspended 32 games. That's the first I saw that. I knew he was suspended, but I didn't know if he was for 32 games. Holy smokes. I don't see him getting signed anytime soon. Uh, A tight end, I like a really athletic basketball convert type, Demetrius Harris. He's he's obviously Kelsey's backup, but they play a lot of double tight end sets, so it's not like he's a, quote, backup that just sits on the sidelines. He's only suspended one game, but that's noteworthy. Victor Bolden Jr. is a receiver for the Niners. He's out four games. Oh, well. Julian Edelman, four games. And obviously he is a... (sighs) extension of Brady, the long handoff. And we've talked about this too. I do think the Patriots are going to go back to more quick hit passing, catch and run, Edelman-Welker type stuff. A lot of gronk, a lot of receiving out of the backfield. Michelle, White, all those guys. And less bombs away to Cook and the deep ball like we saw last year. But you know they've known about this since June 6th. My birthday, by the way. Didn't realize Edelman was suspended on my birthday. And they'll make do and they'll figure things out. And Hogan can maybe play the slot, although it's not what he's ideally suited for. And Malcolm Mitchell should be healthy. They'll get by. You know, obviously the Patriots, no one's weeping for them. And their schedule's really easy and they'll probably win without him. But a really good player. This one's huge to me. And David Irving got suspended on June 15th for four games. And he's troubled, man. You know, like I was telling you, I'm writing this this article about position groups. And I broke up the defensive front players in edge guys, defensive tackles, and then I split the difference with five techniques slash big defensive ends. And, and by that, I mean J.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Calais Campbell. And David Irving really never fit any of those. And even though they're really a strict 4-3 type, I put him in the big defensive end category, even though he's poor against the run. I mean, you put him on the inside, he gets manhandled. But boy, he's talented. He's like a pterodactyl with his length. And outside the Marcus Lawrence, where's the pass rush coming from? Irving needs to be out there. But you know, when I wrote it up in the article, I kind of said, I finished it off by saying, is David Irving going to be one of those guys that we talk about years from now that that we just say, man, what if? Or boy, he could have been really good. Or isn't it unfortunate he couldn't stay in the field? And just another example, man. I mean, Cowboys have a tough schedule. And the defense looks better, but he needs to be out there because that pass rush worries me. Robert Turbin, four games. Um, probably not that big a deal. And I, I, I've heard good things, but I'm not sure he's guaranteed to even make the team considering Mac, Hines, Wilkins, all those guys. will get ample opportunity to show that they're uh, very deserved, especially with Turbin not there. Jameis Winston for three games is obviously massive. We did a whole show basically on that. Their, their first three games are brutal. And then the recent news are Nigel Bradham got a game. this, this is, All these happened just the last two days. Nigel Bradham got a game. They just invested big money in him. Um, they sent Kendrick's packing. But at least it's only one game. Atlanta comes to town that first week, that first Thursday night. But, you know, he can cover Freeman and Coleman and Hooper. And, you know, he's somebody they're absolutely counting on. He's another one of these big-name guys. Big offensive lineman, Jamon Brown from the Rams. Two games. Uh, That's a loss, but I think they'll be able to get over it. I think he's a pretty good young player, though. And, you know, you don't want to get him too far behind. And uh, so that's a loss. And then the two other, the new ones that are big are Reuben Foster, that we've heard about this forever and ever. He, he only got two games. I guess that's one way to look at it. He only got two games. And I think I've had this conversation with you guys about Foster. Is Well, he's try, He's basically going to be their Bobby Wagner in that Seattle-like offense, defense. And I've said for a while, you know, like, to me, Luke Keekley the, the, the inside linebacker position is kind of storied. You know what I mean? Like, the all-time greats. It seems like one hands the mantle to the other. And in my opinion, like, Ray Lewis handed it to Keekly. With all respect to Wagner, who's awesome. But Keekly's probably going to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, like, there was Erlacher before him. And there's a long list, you know, Butkus to Lam- Lambert to all these guys. There's always The league always has one or two stud linebackers. And I think Foster is that next one. You know, like, if you had to tell me, we always have this conversation about quarterbacks. Like, all right, Matt, who's the next Who's the guy that's going to be in the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady tier at quarterback? And I always say, Luck or Wentz. Well, if I said, who's the linebacker that's going to be in the Wagner, Keekly tier? I think I'd pick Foster. And Roquan Smith might be in that conversation, too. But let me at least see the guy play football at the NFL level before I anoint him. But I think Foster's awesome. You know, like a top five pick a year ago, if it wasn't for multiple off-the-field worries. So he needs to get things straight, that's for sure. But boy, could he be good. So that's absolutely a loss. And then the big one today was Aaron Jones for two games. And I mentioned that, you know, I do that Dynasty Blueprint podcast and I, I do plenty of fantasy things as well as on my website. There'll be fantasy rankings there. My dynasty rankings are there. And the guy I get no matter what and I'm always super smitten with and I've been telling you for a while that I love is Aaron Jones. So I'm really interested to see how this shakes out. Like, a bunch of people on Twitter were like, Ah, Williamson, now you're going to admit that Jamal Williams is the man in Green Bay? No. I mean, I realize that there's obstacles for Jones to be like a, a running back one in fantasy. But it doesn't mean he's any less talented now than he was before. It's only two games. I imagine they'll give him a lot of work in the preseason. And if he looks awesome, they'll play their two games and they'll welcome him back with open arms and feed him the football. Of course, this is an opportunity for Williams to take the bull by the horns and show that he's the man, and I have nothing against him, and I've said many times, I think he's the type of guy coaches love, very reliable, does everything pretty well, probably never going to the Pro Bowl, but coaches like those type of guys. And the other thing I was thinking about, too, was I keep hinting, and it seems like I'm wrong about this, but Montgomery, to me, should move to wide receiver, And I would think now that's much more difficult to do. So I think the Packers are fine without Jones for two games. You know, I think they're in real good shape because they do have plenty of bodies there. But I still think he's the best player of the group, and it really isn't even close, and will be. And he's another one, kind of like Ingram, like I mentioned, that come December, the Packers and Jones... Might actually be happy that he missed those two games, you know, that less wear and tear when it matters most and he hits his stride by week five or six and look out. So I, this doesn't move the needle a whole lot for me, except that it, it worries me because I'm really rooting for this guy and he's one of my quote, one of my guys. And you know, it's one strike. So what if he gets in trouble again? You know, those type of things. So those things worry you. So there you have it. Kind of a quick show today. Um, happy fourth to all. Have a blast. Be safe, enjoy the fireworks and all those wonderful things. See you later.